I run on nicotine and caffeine. We're, we're the same age, and uh, I tell you, anymore, if I'm, I drink a lot of water. I had some stomach issues, and the doctors drink water. It really helps with the uh, indigestion real bad. It's just chewing, but I won't give it up. Uh, but if I can sleep through the night or get about four or five hours without having to get up and pee, yeah. I know. I know exactly exactly what you're talking about. You know what? That's that's me. When we fly, we we have family out of state, so we have to fly there. The day before I leave, I start dehydrating myself. I can't stand to get on the plane and have to try to pee. And it never fails. I don't know if it's the cabin pressure or what. I can go pee five seconds before I get on. As soon as it gets up in the air, I gotta go pee. You know, and everyone, you're walking down the hall, the aisle, trying to get people out of your way. Especially when you got really, really good. Yeah, so I've learned to just dehydrate myself like crazy before. And it never fails. It never fails. It seems like I drink more at night. Whenever I go to bed, I have to have something right there. Because yeah, I get up two or three times to do my uh, my nebulizer. Uh -huh. And then you have to have something to drink to wash the yuckiness out and burn down. My grandson's uh, got asthma real bad, and uh, he starts sneezing. He just and we're fighting with the insurance company to get him one of those breathing things so they can give him treatments at home instead of having to go pay a thousand dollars at the ER to get a breathing treatment. The insurance company says, well no, you got to have a prescription from a doctor to get it. Mm -hmm. We're going. You do. Although both my machines were gave to me. You know, I didn't have to. The steroid stuff that you put in, you have a prescription, mm -hmm. right? Is that how that works? They're all sulfate and something. Okay. <laughs> He's going to be nice to you anyway. Well, I know you said no, but I always told you you'll be drinking water somebody. And I'm offering. Wade and them have a little advantage over me, Tony. They've met you before. And uh, one of the kind of, I thank you for coming down here to talk to us. Well, you know, and, uh, as, it's, as a state employee, you know, it's something we have to do. Well, we uh, have to abide by all right. well, we appreciate law enforcement and in, all that. And here's where we're kind of bad. We're, uh, we're still looking at the Hurston Hatfield thing. And we're going back and we're talking to a lot of people. And I know over the years. You weren't there the first time they came down, were you? You know. No. Um, okay. I was with Miller the, the last time the I tried to talk to you about the other deal. Yeah. You, uh, over 17 years, I know in my life, I've changed a lot. And uh, so we wanted to talk to you about if you can kind of tell me 17 years ago how your life was, how that neighborhood was what was going on in that neighborhood. I know I've talked, I've read some of the reports that uh, from the interviews before and how it appears to me that you, they call you Uncle Tony around there because you care about the kids. 
you were well, yeah. Basically, when I moved there, lived there, there was a bunch of older people. That was like an, I don't know, not a retirement place, but most of the people in that area were old retirees. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I, being, I like doing stuff all the time. You know, I was always outside and somebody's working on their vehicle, got to go be busybody, hey, you know, and help them. Or somebody's washing machines broke down. And older people, you know, they can't, Nights, older people, <laughs> you know, can't do stuff. And I've always been mechanically inclined, you know, where I could figure stuff out, you know, right. or help them move this, or you know, just I've always been not only about friendly but neighborly. Right. And that being my first home, right. you know, I tried to make it where that neighborhood was my home. Yeah. Well, did you help any of the kids over there? Well, well, when the feed them pizza, yeah, I've always there's always that's you my Kool Aid house. Well, I don't know about Kool Aid. That's always been my pet peeve. Is I grew up hungry, you know, and I don't. There's a lot of kids hungry, yeah. you know, and I I, I don't like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, not where I'd go down my way. Hey, you hungry? But I mean, you see kids, you're over there eating something, and they're just. You know, you see them draw, right. here, take it. Right. I can't stand that. Yeah. And I'm that like that now. I got two damn kids in my house, grown boys. One, they, he says that when he was at his house, they they didn't he didn't eat from Monday to Friday till he got to my house. Wow. You know that that's one of the stories I t I want to turn my phone off so people yeah, can leave me alone. Before we get started here, Tony, let me go ahead and I want to read your Miranda warning, okay? okay. Uh, you have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You have the right to talk to a lawyer and have them present with you while you're being questioned. Uh, if you cannot afford to hire a lawyer, one will be appointed to represent you before any questioning if you wish one. And if you decide to make a statement, you can stop at any time. And do you understand each of those rights? I'll explain to you. Having those rights in mind, do you wish to talk to us? Yes. Okay. As my partner uh, Lander said, um, we're still working on the Hatfield case. Okay. And there's some things that uh, we want to go back over with you. Um, we try to be as thorough as we can be on cases like this. And um, I'd like to go back initially over some of what you've already talked to okay. uh, Detective Miller about in the past. I wasn't there. I'm kind of up to speed on some of it, but um, my understanding is, is when Kirsten um, disappeared, you were still living there yes. at 11.04, correct? Okay. Do you mind just initially kind of take us back to 1997 and go back over that, maybe that evening before and into that morning when all of it all kind of start blowing up and just best you can tell us everything you remember <coughs> and, and take your time I know we're going back some some years yeah I know starting to get that old-timer stuff but really the only thing I can really remember is afterwards you know when you know cause it, it was just a, a typical day you know got off work went home had supper, watch TV. When I was used to <laughs> being a landscaper, 
my yard was my pride. Mm -hmm. Everybody wanted to play in my yard because my yard was nothing but Bermuda. There I mean, I, had, <laughs> I just had Bermuda grass. Sure. But I mean, not that they came over there, but that's what I did. I always, I always worked on my yard. Mm -hmm. And, and back then you were you said you were working at the Capitol? Yes. So okay. So you, you were very experienced at keeping the yard. Oh yeah. Yeah. I uh, well, you know, got chemical losses off yeah, mm -hmm. all that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. You remember anything about the, the day or evening before you said it was just a typical day, you worked all day and then went home. You remember anything unusual about that evening? That stands out to you? No, other than what I told them about, you know, seeing the white truck, you know, in front of their, the white Chevy truck in front of their yard. Okay. You know, I, I, like I said, I didn't, I didn't have anything to do with those people, didn't know them at all. You know, okay. it's not like I went, hey, yeah, you, you got your little girl? No, it wasn't nothing like that. Okay. I was, usually I was outside working on my yard, you know, either talking to the neighbors or kids would come by, Tony, can you fix my bike? You know, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't like I, tell them to come over or anything. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't go to other people's houses unless, you know, I, I was needed or something like that, but everybody just got, oh, Tony will fix your bike and blah, 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 you know. And I tried to make it feel like, you know, that was kind of a safe place, you know, for, sure. you know. Because I had Tristy at the time, she wasn't there during that time, but I had Tristy there since she was you know, small, and whenever she was there, you know, the kids would come and play with her. And now, who know, is Tristy? She was my, well, one of my girlfriend's daughters okay. that stayed with me a lot. Okay. So you, you had a good bond with Tristy, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah, yeah. But she and had her mom. Yeah. Who, who was mom? Uh, mom's dead, unfortunately. Uh, Melody. Uh, I wonder which name she wanted to go to. How? Okay. How yeah, old is Tristy now? Uh, Grown, I'm assuming. Yeah, about 30. Okay. No, I, I, we don't talk that much anymore because everybody's into this computer stuff and that's how they commute, you know, communicate. But my daughter was looking on her Facebook and she'd send us a text that she was fixing to have a, or that I'm a grandpa. No. She had a daughter. Okay. You said you didn't know um, them, I'm assuming you're meaning Shannon and Thurston. Yeah. yeah. And I couldn't even tell you how long they they lived there. Okay. I was going to actually ask you that. Um, so you didn't know how long they'd been living there when this happened. And they, I going to think they hadn't been there very long. And and tell me what you remember about that. Do you remember seeing them move in or anything? No. No. I'm trying to remember. I. There a friend of mine lived in that house. Uh, I can't remember what his damn name is, but he had a uh, janitorial service, mm -hmm. Janny King, mm -hmm. and I'd visit with him. I helped him put the fence up around his house. You know, helped him. In fact, his boy come up missing one day. Really? Yeah, he was like seven or eight or younger than that. And we went looking everywhere for him. We finally found him. He was under the bed. <laughs> went to sleep and crawled underneath yeah. the bed. But I mean, everybody was freaking. We had Midwest City out there. And of course, you know, everybody in the neighborhood was out there looking. Me and him were, you know, going up street, you know, hollering his name. And then sure. she calls and says, yeah, we found him. He's under the bed. That's usually where we start. You learn that early on in uh, FTO school. 
check all the closets, check check out in the boat, in the backyard, and the shed. So you're saying this friend of yours lived at uh, the house where right. Shannon and Kirsten lived? Right. Okay. And was that immediately before them, or do you know, do you remember? I don't remember to tell you the truth. Okay. And I don't remember if after he moved out, if there had been somebody in that house before they did or, or what. I don't remember. You remember that guy's name? Uh, you said you did. William was his first name. Okay. I don't remember what his last name was. That's been a while back. And you said you helped put up the fence around the property. So we're we talking about the yeah, stockade fence in the back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you and William put that up. Yeah. Plank at a time. That's the old old school way. Yeah. Well, actually, we had to put it up twice because we had a storm come in and it blew one side all the way back down. So we had to go put it back up. <laughs> we got him to finally put the, the steel, the metal uh, holes. Yeah. Okay. So, had you ever been inside that house when that gentleman lived there, William? Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And you don't recall his name, but he owned or worked for Jamie King? I think he, he had a, what do you call it, you know, uh, anyway, yeah. A janitorial he, service? Yeah, it was a janitorial service, but, you know, you can have a, a piece of that company, but you still be the company, but you're your own boss. Franchise. That's the critter I was looking for. So you never, I'm assuming you probably saw Shannon and Kirsten running around the neighborhood and so forth. To tell you the truth, until that happened, I I, I think I seen the kid one time. She was playing with uh, uh, Crystal that lived up the street. But I don't remember if it was in that time frame or what. I don't, I don't really know. Because like I said, I didn't pay no attention. Okay. Do you remember ever like giving food to Kirsten no, or no. talking to Kirsten? No. Was she ever at your house? No. Anything like no. that? Okay. No. And do you remember? I'm, not, I'm I'm actually a leery guy until you know people start coming around. You know, I I just I'm just, just oh yeah, we'll be your friend. You know, no, not like that. Yeah. But I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't have. Don't didn't pay attention to you know who all was there or who they were you know and things like that in my world just fall in place you know we accidentally meet oh okay yeah now I know you you know right. then but no never okay. never do you ever recall helping Kirsten with her by no. or anything you don't no. remember any interactions with her no. at all no I know there wasn't any interactions I didn't I didn't know them at all and I like I said I don't even know how long they've been living there until that happened okay because I was always me, that was back when I was fishing. I'd uh, juicy come off of work, I'd load up my poles, go to Drucker. And sometimes I'd stay there all night. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'd always have, you know, second jobs, you know, after after hour jobs, mm -hmm. either landscaping or anything, anything to make a buck. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I, I'm pretty sure that Detective Miller talked to you this before, but am I correct that you said you had never been over there mowing for Shannon or no, working on her property or okay. no. seems like that that come up somebody thought you might have been mowing over there or mm -hmm. something no he was asking if it's about something about a handyman 
was what yeah. he was asking me about. Okay. Well, do you remember ever mowing over there no. or anything like that? No. Okay. Did, while they lived there, do you remember ever being in the yard, the front or backyard, yeah. for any reason? Okay. How about in the house? Nope. Okay. So there was never any time no. that Shannon asked for your help to no. fix this or that or no. mow the yard for me or. Okay. Just tell you the truth, them, the only and I didn't even recognize her when y'all showed me the pictures of her. Mm -hmm. That was the only time I could actually say, okay, that's, you know. I met her once afterwards. She was going up and down the street and, you know, she was still looking for her kid and, you know, I met her once. So I gave her some money so she'd have gas money so she could keep doing what she was doing, you know. Was this like in the day, days after or? Yeah, talking days long after. Let, let, let me bounce back a little bit. We got off a little bit off track. Um, I was kind of having you go back over what you remembered through the night, uh, and I I read over the the FBI notes that they took when they talked to you. I guess there was some information about you hearing dogs barking. Yeah, I had a dog in the backyard. Dog, his name was Dog. About three or four o'clock in the morning, he went to raising hell. So I just you know, believe it or not, in my neighborhood we still got skunks and possums and stuff like that, plus other dogs, you know. Mm -hmm. So I don't know why that woke me up, but because I usually didn't wake up, and and usually he's out inside anyway. But it woke me up, and he was barking at that back fence, at our back fence. But at the time, as you walk out my back door, I had an apricot tree. So unless you went, went out there, you know, you couldn't see. And I just hollered at him because, you know, thinking it was another dog, because there was always, and traffic, there was human traffic back there. But usually yeah, it was like other dogs, about. yeah. There was other dogs or cats. There was always animals through there. So I just, you know, I really didn't think nothing about it. I just hollered at him, and he came in, and I went back to bed. So you actually let him back into the yeah. house? Yeah. So you opened, what, your back door, I'm yeah. assuming, and let him yeah. in? Did you go investigate? No. Did you look down the alley? No. Anything like that? No. Because usually in the past, whenever I did, that's what it was, was, you know, either another dog or people use that alleyway you know to get through why i don't know because i mean i don't know where you'd be going other than from house to house but there was always not always but there was there was traffic okay um and, and speaking of the alleyway did you have any kind of a gate or anything that went out to it so you didn't have access to it through your backyard no i, I mean i i think that would be, be ideal to be able to go out in the alley and you could back a trailer up and it seems like everybody had a gate. Well, the house next door to me had didn't have a fence. So whenever I weed-eated or, you know, did whatever, because I always weed-eated, you know, two foot around from my fence, you know, next door and then that alleyway, which the alleyway was... Because I read your your uh, statement, you said you saw your gate ajar. What gate was that? Gate ajar. Yeah. You didn't have a gate on the back or on the side? Did you have a gate on the side of the house? Yeah, we got a gate. Well, it's, yeah, it's a gate, but no, it wasn't on the door. Okay. It, it, anything else that night after you let dog back in, did anything else occur that you remember? No, I went back to bed. Me and dog. Okay. And then when did you first become aware of 
uh, Kirsten was missing and all that going on. Well, the next day there was all that activity and I asked the neighbor across the street what was going on. They said they couldn't find Kirsten and I didn't think nothing about it, you know. Mm -hmm. I went to work and then I, I don't remember if she called me or I called over there or what and they said they just want people back, you know, because they wanted to go to our houses and blah, blah, blah. So clocked out and came back home. Do you remember what time it was that no. he clocked out and came back home? No. Was this morning? Was this afternoon? It was uh, probably mid-morning, something like that. Now, who was the friend that you were communicating with? It was, uh, and I don't, today, I don't know what her name is. Y'all showed me a picture of her. Okay. I think y'all showed me a picture of her. Anyway, of her husband, Don. Is this the Holseys, Tiffany Holsey and Don Holsey? I yeah. I'm not sure if, if, if Mr. Holsey is Don or not. Um, did you have Somebody had called me and said they was, they was, they, that we were wanted back at our house. Okay. So I, I came home. Okay. And then what happened? No, I just sat there. Did did any yeah. of our officers or the FBI or anybody come by? It was an FBI. You know. Okay. We came in, took statements. You know, walked through the house and you know wanted to go in the backyard and you know because I had a shed back there. He wanted to look in the shed and. Okay. So he did look through the house and yeah. look through the shed. Yeah. You probably don't remember who that was, I'm sure. No. Okay. And did he, was he just asking you general questions about Kirsten and did you know her, have you seen her, that kind of thing, or? Basically. Did you write out a statement for him or did he, no, was he it just a conversation? I thought he wrote out a statement. Okay. But he asked me if he'd come in, he wanted, you know, asked me what I knew, which at the time really wasn't anything. He wanted to, he said they was going through the, canvassing the neighborhood and, yeah. you know, Asking everybody and yeah. so yeah. Seventeen years ago, Tony, were you experimenting with any drugs? No, never did. No, I drank beer. Just drank. <laughs> I drank beer. Uh, but as far as drugs, no. Was Kirsten ever one of the kids that you had seen, or was there any talk in the neighborhood about her? Being mistreated or abused or in need. No, I said I really I yeah. had no inkling that they even existed until after that. Until I didn't know. That, yeah, had never seen her. Anything Maybe like once or twice, and didn't think nothing about it. You know, just another kid. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Speaking of seventeen years ago, who who all was living there at your house back then? Just me. Okay, so you lived alone. Mm -hmm. Do you recall where you? Dating anybody? Were you? Did you have a girlfriend? Me and Melody were off and on. Okay. Years. For years. And you said that was Melody Howe, right? Yes. And that's what's her daughter's name? Tristy. She's got two daughters, Tristy and Robin. Tristy. T R I S T Y. S T I. And Robin. Robin. Did you say S T I? No. Why? Okay. Do you know what Tristy and Robin's last names are? Uh, Tristie's was Howell at the time. Robin was married, I think, at the time. So she was going for something different. Would Melody come stay the night with you sometime? Oh. That kind of thing? Okay. But she didn't live there full no. time? But she, she, like I said, she passed away uh, about four or five years ago. That's, yeah. right. That's not good. Mm -hmm. 
um, it, as far as other people you hung out with back then, do you have any good friends or anybody okay. that you associated with in the neighborhood or? Oh, in the neighborhood? No. Okay. How about out? I mean, just generally, like who were your friends best you can recall back then? Uh, basically, just people that I worked with. Okay. Up there at the Capitol. Right. No, no long lost pal from school or anything. Yeah. I guess you moved off from New Mexico and left them there. Yeah. You? And I'm not the kind that goes to a bar. You know, if I'm not drink, I drink at home. I mean, I know I've met a lot of people, but so you you would drink some, but didn't do any, didn't experiment yeah. with drugs, didn't yeah. do marijuana, anything. Yeah. Did they drug test back back in them days? Yeah. At your work? Well, uh, they always hung that over on us, you know. But we never we never had to got you egged. Okay. So it was kind of the, the threat. Yeah. There were some others they would have. Have you ever had any trouble with the law on your oh, yeah. before? Uh, years ago, first degree burglary and assault and battery with a dangerous weapon. I think I told your partner about. Really? Back when I was a dumb kid. <laughs> How long ago was that? I was, I think, fixed to turn 18. Oh, so you were just a boy. Yeah. And all about it, my girlfriend. Where was that at? Uh, Walters, Walters, Oklahoma. Oh, okay, up in Cotton County. Yep. And you were I got out of Job Corps. I uh, they found me a job there in Walters as a diesel mechanic. Is that how you brought your training was? Uh, actually, I was training for auto mechanic, Corps. but they found me a job as a diesel mechanic and. Uh, the counselor at Job Corps, he made some deal with the government that if the government or the employer would pay half the wages, they would pay, you know, for oh, OJT. Right. Uh -huh. So it was a pretty good deal. Yeah, it was. I'm surprised that diesel, you didn't stay with that. Those diesel mechanics make some money. Yeah, um, but it's hard work. I mean, is it it yeah. can't be harder than weed eating. All yes, I can too. Some of the some of them parts weigh heads for uh, one of the burst styles was probably 200 pounds and you got you got a tire about that high and you got to get it up on that and get it you know on the block and then you're torquing stuff at 240 foot pounds you know laying on your back and it's it's hard in the last 17 years Tony have you have you uh, changed much is this how you were 17 years ago just a hard-working man yeah that's basically it Change older wise, but no. And I'm not the same person I was 17 years ago. I've matured a little bit. And I, wish, I wish I could say that. Life changes people, you know. As you get older, you start recognizing things that you that you could handle differently than what you. Mm -hmm. If you had it to do over again, you'd change. You know, I can truly yeah, say that's that. That's the thing. We can't. We can't ever change it. Yeah. No, you can't change. What, what happened but sometimes you can make things better. I remember a few years ago I went to my high school reunion and I seen a kid that honestly I just tormented to death. I made him and I was able to find him and make amends, I make amends and apologize and tell him how, you know that 
I was immature at the time and asked for his forgiveness and you know I think that by the end of, he actually remembered some of the things I'd done and we talked about it and I I felt a lot better and I think he felt better at the end I know I did when he said he gave me some absolution some forgiveness for what I know you were just you weren't very mature back then and you know well, it's good for your own self-respect it is it, to get it out and I tell you what the weight and I don't know why God had put on me a burden of, of guilt uh, I, I want to say I don't use the word guilt but I really felt like uh, after I did that I had a, a new outlook because I wasn't I picked on him but I, I also you know other kids status but and it helped me deal with my tormentors and forgiving them and uh, realizing because I came from a poor family I was white trailer white trash lived in a trailer park you know you know what I'm saying yeah I didn't have the nice clothes and I had two pairs of blue jeans and PF flyers remember PF flyers because I was really lucky I got some but Tennis shoes or jeans? No, PF flyers were black and white tennis shoes. They were okay. the first ones that you ran, <laughs> that you could run really fast. Well, when I moved to California, my problem was whenever growing up, I had crooked feet, right. and the only thing that would fix that was cowboy boots. Right. So when I moved to uh, Delano, California, I was the only kid in my school who had cowboy boots. I imagine. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't they all had sandals and tennis shoes. tennis shoes and all that. But uh, you know, I, I I was very I felt very fortunate to be able to that he was at this reunion and you know we were a small class. There was only about fifty of us, so we all knew each other. And you know, he was dirt poor like me, and which made it even worse. You know, I should have been picking on the on the, the rich kid. On the rich kid, but I didn't. But, point being that uh, I really felt a lot better about it and even now after I mean that heck that was my 25th high school rep you know reunion that I was able to do that he still picks on me though so he really hasn't changed his way let's see he uh like he asked for it next week he's gone fishing the week before he was gone fishing you get to go fishing yeah for a week don't don't just go vacation because he like because when he's gone, I <laughs> do whatever. It's alright. It's my therapy. It's alright. Uh, actually, it is therapy. It's very good therapy. It is. I'm like you. I work. I mean, that's all I ever known was work. But now my wife doesn't understand that working is therapy too, especially. With well, I've always I've always suffered from depression back when I was young kid. So and that always seems like working. I guess get your mind off of whatever it is you're thinking about or you know whatever so that's all I do is work. You can get a sense of accomplishment too. That's one thing we really... Well, especially when it's your, your folks tell you that you ain't worth a shit you'll never melt a hell of beans and blah 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 blah. Yeah. I know. Show you then. Is that how you grew up in a tough environment like that? That's, that's a shame. I remember my dad he never... I wrestled and went to state and dad never saw me wrestle you know and I asked him about it one day and because it bothered me year, for years and he goes well I never discouraged you from doing it well that did you and he goes and I, he goes my dad would down there on the farm Paul 
he was a rough man. You know, he would browbeat those boys. So dad has progressed to he's better than his father. Hopefully I'm better than my father was as far as encouraging. Yeah, him but that's that telling you that he didn't discourage you. You know. Because I'm uh Pop Fools, you ain't never gonna you ain't gonna be worth a day. Yeah, yeah, I'm right back that bad, don't That's wrong. Been there done that, yeah. And that affects you. Yeah. I mean that stays with you for life. I've, I'm always on my boy because my grandson's the greatest thing that walks the face of the earth. And I'm always on him, hey, you're too hard on that boy, you're too hard on that boy, you're too hard on him. And uh, so hopefully he, he's a better father than I am. He was, he is. So, but uh, I was very fortunate to uh, get to get some things off my chest over the years. And as I get older, I, uh, you know, my dad has even talked to me about things that he has wished he had redone, you know. Yeah, I think everybody has. My only, well, the only thing that really, and that's probably getting completely off the deal, but when I left Walters, when I got in trouble with Walters, I was going out with an angel. I mean, it's a good woman, huh? My biggest mistake. Yeah, I fucked up big time. Did you? That's the only time I can really say that I fucked up. Lose your temper. Well, yeah, that's basically what it would have happened. You know, he was picking on her, and I had like a dumb kid had to go do something about it. You know. Well, not necessarily a dumb kid. Sometimes men got to do. Well, now you know there's other ways of doing yeah. stuff, but. And of course, I've been drinking. Right. That's not the best uh, decision making no. process. Conducive to great decision making. Believe me, I was telling my partner as we was driving that out to your work that uh, I was 16 years old and we cut school. And back then, that's where we we went drinking. Dirty bird. Dirty bird. And Do you want to leave any jewelry after? No, but I put my Mustang in the ditch out there. And I shouldn't have. I tried and to hide it. them. I've probably found uh, 200 gold rings since I've been up there. Wow. wow. That's awesome. Do they wash up on the bank with current waves, or do you think they get lost there? Well, they get lost, and then they get covered up, you know, because of the wave action. And then the wave action uncovers it again, and then you have to be at the right time at the right place. Yeah. So every time, you know, after it winds blowing, you know, I check my shoreline. Because I, I hate glass in the water. Yeah. That's another one of my pet peeves. Yeah. Stepping on that. Yeah. Well, first first month I was there, I was out at Turkey Pass picking up trash and people were in from out of state. Kid goes in the water, what's the first thing he does? Steps on a damn rusty hook. Mm -hmm. And after that I thought, no. So every day, every day I'd go out there and I'd have a couple five gallon buckets and I'd fill them suckers up. Okay, you know, I do that enough. You know, I'd get it all, but you don't. Yeah. You'd be surprised. You get out there and you have it spotless, next day, next win, like nothing ever, you know, you never did that, nothing. Yeah. yeah. Hey, to get back to what we're here about, I'm not, I mean, you've been living there all these years since Kirsten went missing. Um, I, I'm curious about your, your thoughts on what happened, who might be involved, that kind of thing. I don't know, to tell you the truth. Like I said, I didn't know. But one thing that's always bothered me that she left 
the mom. Mm -hmm. She went to Jones, I guess, with her dad or something like that. I, you could have got me off out of my house. I mean, I know what if she comes back or, you know, what if somebody makes a call or, you know, mm -hmm. something like that. I, there was no way I'd left that house. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing that bothers me. Yeah. So you felt like she shouldn't have left, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever at any point over these years or, or back when it occurred um, have any knowledge of what happened or know who was involved? No. Were you in any way involved? No. No. So you're not responsible no. for Kirsten's disappearance? No. Didn't play any part in that? No. Like I said, didn't know. Didn't have, like I said, I just probably, you know, see, might have seen her once, twice, mm -hmm. with the kids, but other than that, I didn't, I didn't know. Well, just out of curiosity, what do you think the motivation was of whoever did this? I mean, why would this have happened? Well, Dan, I could have told you, but after over the years, you know, and hearing the rumors and this and that and the other, it always boils down to drugs. You know, I heard that she was on meth and cocaine and all this other, and Dawn's wife was the same thing. You know, she said, yeah, she'd been over there, you know, that night, and they got lit up. So apparently she did get lit up because... You know, if somebody did come in, mm -hmm. I mean, wouldn't you have heard it? Mm -hmm. I don't know. So, but I know that she, did. she left Kirsten home alone, you think? Or? I don't know. I'm sure she did. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. Like I said, I didn't know. And I really didn't pay much attention to, to Don and his wife. It's just, duh. Uh, where did they live? I'm, I'm pretty sure that's Caddy Corner to me. Straight across the street? street? Not straight, just Caddy Corner. Little White House, Katie Corner for me. Okay. And they had two or three kids, and I'd come home one day. I was rewarding myself. I did something. I was stopped at uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Got me a family pack of chicken. I was going to go down. And the kids, when I walked up, they were just the way they were eyeballing me. You know, like they hadn't ate nothing. I mean, they were really. If you'd have, if you'd have seen them, you'd have thought that too. Because I mean, they were skinny. So I got me a piece of chicken, I was chewing on it, and they just, you want some chicken? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that all right? Back in there, this? Yeah. So I, I just gave them the whole damn thing. Yeah. That's good. Because I'm, I'm, no, it's not, no, it's something everybody do. Because we got kids that are, you know. Yeah. And I know he was a welder by trade, but he, you know, talking to him a time or two, you know, things weren't going right for him, and you know, he didn't have money and all that. So yeah, I didn't, I didn't have a problem, you know. Who were we talking about? Was a welder, Don. Okay. Um, from looking back over the history, I, I understood that uh, Shannon's brother, I guess, stayed with you for Aaron, a short Aaron. time. Aaron. Aaron. Yeah, Aaron. Tell us about that. How did that happen? And <coughs> he was. In the neighborhood, you know, he's looking, apparently looking for, you know, his niece. Mm -hmm. So I'm out there one day and he stops and he talks, you know anything, blah, 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 you know, we just got to talking and, you know, he's living in a damn, you know, under a bridge and, dude, you know, I found out already that he, that night, that he'd been locked up, mm -hmm. you know, so he wasn't a suspect in my books. So, yeah, I opened my house to, you know, you, you ain't got no, because I did that for anybody, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, it's sick to say, but that's the kind of guy I am. So he needed a place to say, there's a couch, you know, you can crash here for a couple of days and, you know, try to 
do what you got to do to, you know, right. figure out what happened to your knees. Mm -hmm. I mean, to me, that's like y'all. That's serious. Sure, absolutely. That's the how, how long after Kirsten went missing did this happen? Was it like the same week? Was yeah, it probably in the same week. In the same week. Yeah. And then I can't. I can't verify that because, like I said, that's that's been a while. Oh yeah. But yeah, it was probably about in the same week. How long did Aaron stay there with you? Uh, just a couple of days, and then you know he'd go off, and then he'd come back, and then I wound up having to just tell him he couldn't come back because he was on that too. Then at the time, didn't know it. And that ain't too much. Because you you you've heard that Shannon was using drugs too. I mean, I don't know for for a fact, but that's what I heard. And it, I'll just say this: if you ever partied with them, if you knew they were doing drugs or witnessed it. Just, just tell us that. No, no. We're, we're not. No, I don't. I no. Like I said, there's, and y'all know, you got people that do drugs, you got people that drink, and you don't do drink, and you don't, you know, do. I drink. Yeah. But no, I never party with them, and I never party with Don and his wife. Okay. Now, did you know Aaron at all before? No. So you'd never met him, never talked to him no. before either. No. Did he ever confide in you anything about um, the case or anything about Just Shannon? He couldn't, he couldn't clear his sister. Those words were always, you know, I can't do it as the way he said it. Mm -hmm. I can't clear my sister. So he was suspicious of, of Shannon, huh? Did he ever give you any, any real factual information that would be beneficial to the case? No, I'm, I like I said, I'm here on my own free will. If I had any information, yeah, I'd give it to you. Because that'd be the same thing if something were to happen to my daughter. My God, yeah. yeah. I don't know how she does it. I mean, if she's innocent, God bless her soul. I don't know how she does it. Because I just thinking about it, what would I do if my daughter come up missing? Oh, yeah. And she's my world. That's all I've got. My old lady can go to hell, but my kid, that's no. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's hard to because I'd be carrying Midwest City. It's hard to imagine. Um, we've talked a lot about kind of the background. I, I want to kind of talk to you about um, some new information developed in this case, okay? Um, as you know, Detective Miller got some buckle swabs from you uh, a couple months back or whenever it was. There was a reason for that, okay? Um, and we collected DNA samples from lots of people, but we had submitted, resubmitted some evidence from the case and uh, got a DNA hit, okay? Um, the reason those buckle swabs were being collected was we were trying to find the person responsible, okay? We, we talked about, had you ever been in the backyard, had you ever been in the house, all those things. And you said you hadn't. No, well, they were there. No. Okay. Well, I don't. I don't believe you, Tony. I don't think you're telling the whole truth. Okay. Your DNA is in the backyard the morning that she was discovered missing. Okay. And on her window, and on the panties she'd been wearing the night before that were recovered in the backyard. No. No, not me, because I was not, no. Yeah, that, that's the truth. 
I find it far-fetched, but no. That I don't know. I didn't know him. Maybe you didn't know him, Tony. But we and I didn't have no business over there at all. That may be also. What we need to talk about is what you were doing in that backyard that night and what happened. We need to get to the truth of I what have no there. idea what you're talking about. Were you there trying to help Kirsten? No. Like I said, I didn't know anything about them people at all. Nothing. Nothing. Never met them. Never said hi, bye, nothing. Well, here's the here's our problem with that is how did your DNA get there then? Don't know. I mean, is it a, is this something that's gone on, Tony? That uh, is this one of those things from 17 years ago that a split second decision has haunted you for 17 years? I don't know what y'all are talking about. Were you there to help her? No. Like I said, I don't. I had nothing to do with them people. Nothing. I didn't know them at all. Okay, so how did your DNA? I have no idea. There. I have no idea. Tony, your blood is on her window. Your blood is on Kirsten's panties. I don't see how that could happen. Well, it happens when you're injured in some way. And your blood gets transferred to her window in those panties. Yeah, here's and it what gets I left think behind. Happened. I think you were there to help. No. I wasn't there, period. So how yeah. did your blood get there? I have no idea. Tony, you were there. This this is scientific evidence. It's not a debate. It's not anything that can be argued. And, and here's the point where I really feel you're a good guy. I mean, you've worked 29 years at a hard job. You came up rough like I did. You came up poor. Yeah, but that's besides the point. I had nothing to do with any of this. But here's the thing. I don't think you're, that was your intention. You're going to have to explain this. Well, if I don't you were there, know how I do it. If you were there, <coughs> if you were there because you heard her yelling for help from your backyard, and you go over there to see because you knew that she, her mother was a meth head and that she is probably home alone and you went over there to help no. and you went to the backyard to avoid a conflict with the mother and you were just going to take care of this no. little girl because just like you growing up you didn't want her being treated that way that's, no, really. that's, that's how understandable things become yeah, I could understand that, but I don't. I don't understand. Are you getting my DNA? Maybe. Well, how, exactly. How was your blood? No. I have no idea. Well, I'm I wasn't there at all. We we weren't there either. All we had is this: the evidence that was collected. Oh. I didn't collect it. It was collected 17 years ago, Tony. But it's there, and we have to deal with this. And you're saying you were never there. No. There's no reason it was, should be there. No. It's not helping your cause. What's going to help your cause is to explain to us how it's there. I because the don't have a clue. Because the fact it's there is the girl in the room. Now, there's a reasonable explanation as to why you were there and you were there to help Kirsten. No. 
you were there for you had a relationship with Shannon no never knew her you were there as a peeping Tom or something <laughs> of this nature no then those are ex explainable yeah, I understand that but I, I no never there never there never there can't give us any reason no. why your blood would be there no Tony the worst thing you can do for yourself right now in this position is lie and not be truthful I'm being truthful dude no. I don't know why I, don't, I can't explain that why that y'all are finding this well your blood is in that backyard the morning that she's discovered missing okay this is your chance Tony I understand to that explain, but explain what happened maybe you didn't mean no for whatever has to happen there were you, you were there you were there was you in that depression was that a, a period when you were going through a depression and drinking and getting depressed and you don't remember until later what no. actually occurred I don't even think I was drinking that night tell you the truth I might have been but I don't think so and I was in bed and so I'm pretty sure I don't sleep well this isn't a deal where you got drunk the night before and and actually went through with some urges you had no whether you're attracted to little girls no. or whatever you're I've never been attracted to little girls or little boys well once again how is your blood there I don't know do you not do you not believe me when I tell you that we have your DNA no, I don't you don't believe me okay and I I, I can show you the Oh, I'm sure you know that's with that, but I don't. I don't know how that could have happened. Yeah. Well, I wasn't there. There's more to this story, Tony, and that's what we're hoping to get from you today. And this is your opportunity to be truthful and to take responsibility for whatever happened. Yeah, if I was responsible, that'd be different. Okay. Well, with that said. Were you there and somebody else was there and actually took her and maybe you left your DNA behind? There. I'm not into little girls and I'm not a window peeper. Okay. Well, is there some other explanation for why you were in that backyard that night? I wasn't in that backyard. I don't know. My blood could have been there or what. I know I went to bed. I know when the dog woke me up, I didn't go out my back door. I let dog in and I went back to bed. Well, Tony, I, I don't know how to impress upon you any more than the physical evidence there. get to a point where we can explain that I understand that well, help me do that I wish I could I don't know I don't know what y'all are talking about okay. I don't sleep well Tony I think that uh, you've been living with this a long time living with what with what happened and I think that it's it's one of those things, Tony, where you're scared and but I think it's there's some verses that says, you know, at some point everything is known. 
and uh, I truly believe that. And uh, one of these days that you're going to have to come and realize that. And I don't. I think that your best bet is simply tell the truth. I've been telling the truth. Okay. Well, unfortunately, what you're telling me doesn't align with any of the physical evidence that we have. And unless there's a huge conspiracy to the FBI and the OSBI and our officers from 17 years ago to frame you, we have to explain this. And I really think you're you need to talk about it because I think that's the best thing for you to do is simply tell us the truth. I think you're going to feel better about it. You're going to have a weight lifted off your shoulders. I have no idea what you're talking about. I am. Okay, you got somebody's blood, but I, not mine. I was not there. Okay. Not that night, not the night before, not the night after. Did someone talk you into doing something, going with them? No. I wouldn't do that. So how do, how do we explain your blood? I have no idea. The blood's going to have to be explained, Tony. It's going to have to be. Yeah, I mean, it's no, no, I'm trying to go in my head how, how anything, or but I, whenever she was living there, I didn't go there. I was there when William was there. Yeah. But and even then, I don't don't see how to cut myself on a, a window. Yeah. I don't know either. Okay. Well, I'm telling you that uh, the physical evidence is going to have to be explained. I think that you made a mistake. I think you've lived with this a long time, and I believe that your depression issues and things and the way you were raised and the abuse that you took as a child. I've never been that depressed. It has something to do with it. I really do. This is our OSBI results. I, I kind of, uh, no disrespect, I get the impression maybe you don't believe me when I told you. So I want to just bring you the copy directly from OSBI and we've highlighted it here for you. Okay. I just want you to understand that this isn't this isn't a bluff, Tony. You see those odds? Those odds. Um, I can just tell you that from my years of experience, I've never seen at that level which means this is your DNA. Okay, this is your blood, Tony. 
There's um, that's Kirsten's panties that her mom identified that she had on that night, and that's where your blood was found, as well as on her window sill. So this isn't just a, and and just so you'll know, we also located some blood on the fence picket, and it's still out for testing. But I suspect that there's a good chance that that'll come back to you. I can't explain that. And that's that's what I want to give you an opportunity to do is explain it because it's scientific evidence. We know for a fact it's your blood. And of course, Tony, I don't have to tell you that when these paintings are identified as as uh, Kirsten's, um, and Mom says, "Yeah, she was wearing those the night before," and the next morning at dawn, your blood is found in them at the back fence of the property. I mean, if you're in my position as the detective, what does that tell you? Uh, good for me. Uh, <coughs> you know, I just want to plead with you to be honest. I want to be honest. I want and you to I'm be doing honest. honest. Yeah. I don't. You know, I mean, Tony, I think this has gone on for so many years. And has been unsolved, uh, as you well know, for, for a long, long time. Um, and I'm sure you've told people countless times, I had nothing to do with it, I don't know anything about it, etc., etc. But this isn't the time to keep saying the same old routine because this isn't going away. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, this is scientific, scientific evidence, Tony. That's your DNA, that's your cells from your body. Tell us, I mean, tell me what happened. How did you get injured? I'm trying to figure it out myself, what, what, what all this is about. I mean, you were, you were in, in some injured for your blood to be on her window and for your blood to be in her panties. Mike, what I want to know from you, was there some kind of a dispute between you and Kirsten? I had no dealings with those people. didn't know nothing about them. I believe at that. All. I believe that. But I also believe that this is your DNA on her window seal and your DNA on her panties in the backyard. I don't doubt that you didn't know them, but that doesn't take this away. This isn't going anywhere. And we've got to get to the truth of the matter. I mean, for you to sit here and say, I've never been in that backyard and I wasn't there, it's a lie, Tony. Yeah, that's not the truth. It, it's not the truth. And I gotta believe, if I can speak frankly, you seem like a good guy. And I, I know if I've made a mistake like that, and we all make mistakes, we're all sinners. But I gotta believe this has been bugging you for your entire life since it happened. Right. If if it doesn't, then you're a cold blooded killer, Tony. Is that what you're telling me? I ain't never killed nobody. Okay. So you're telling me what happened that morning or that night hadn't been bothering you all these years? That's not me. I don't. Was that was that the alcohol or were you experimenting with no, something else? I don't do drugs, and I don't know. I don't know. I I still trying to fathom in my mind what 
blood. My blood. Yeah. I was never around there. Didn't know them people. Didn't have no dealings with them people. Didn't care about them people. Tony, this, this is your understanding. Okay. Okay. You can sit here and say that same crap over and over. You and I both know that's not the truth. No, it's still the truth that has to come out. I don't understand this. The truth is what needs to come out. Yeah. And you're the only person that can do that. You're the only person that can bring Kirsten back and let her family have a proper burial for her. You're the person that can help do that. You made a mistake, Tony. Okay, you made a huge mistake. Do what's right now. Take responsibility for what happened and help us get Kirsten back. Can't help you. Don't know. I don't understand. You said that's not me, and when and when somebody says that to me, what it says is yes, that I wasn't in my right mind. I was no. under the influence. Well, in the influence, like I said, if I had a beer, I might have two. I went to bed. I always go to bed. I'm a ten o'clock bedtime guy. The only reason to hear my son been going to sleep is because I have to have a treatment. I wake up every two and a half hours, three hours, take treatment, go back to sleep. I have nothing bothering me other than breathing problems. So your conscience hasn't been bothering you for all these years? No. Let me ask you this. Your wife told us that every year on Kirsten's anniversary that you're upset about it, that you go through a phase of being depressed and upset about it. <sighs> and the reason that is, it's on the news, and yeah, how do you feel about it? Well, yeah, I'm going to be upset. I mean, it's a missing child. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I mean, as far as me, oh, what, what day is this? No. It's not just a missing child, Tony. It's a missing child with your blood on her windowsill and your blood on her panties. So should that affect you? Absolutely. Yeah. And that tells me you're human. That tells me that you have a heart and you have a conscience. But you're not showing it sitting here and denying that you've never been in there. I don't know anything about it. That wasn't me. That's not the truth, Tony. This is the time. I understand that. But I... I don't... need to think about that because I'm just telling you when all this gets presented to the judge and jury I understand do you think anybody's going to believe you no. nobody's going to believe you I because it's not the truth Tony if you want to carry it to your grave and not do what's right that's on you but you need to think about what you're doing because right now, these you decisions you're making are my damn blood or me because I was not there. And I knew mean, that night I was in my same mind. You know how big sex pain is? No, it's just fine.
Huh? <coughs> you know, so it's pretty yeah, it's too big. I mean, that's, you can line people up from planet Earth all the way to the moon. You remember me, don't you? I mean, we, I've been working on this case for two years. Here, look at me real quick. I've been working on this for two years. I've got a little girl about her age, here's the other age at the time. And this case is all I think. This case is taken over me, and it, I can imagine. It, it, it's all I think about, you know. And I told you earlier on, you know, all the cases I work is crimes against children cases. So my whole life, I go home, I have kids. I come to work, I deal with kids, you know. And you seem like, like, like you said in our past, you know, conversations we've had. All you do is you care about kids. You take care of the neighborhood kids, and you got a heart just like me. Yeah, and that, that's what I, we're trying to figure out, Tony, is how is your your blood, your DNA, get on it? And you were there when I, when I took your sample from you, right? We had an unknown male profile DNA on her panties and on her windowsill. Yeah, don't make them sense to me. All I'm concerned about is where's she at? Tell me. I'm not sure. Where's she at? Help me find her. I mean, we got pictures of windowsills and the windowsill that day. You know? We go right down the line with all these pictures, you know. You say, oh, I mean, everything of course, today it's a totally different ballgame. There'd be 500 pictures of a windowsill, and it, it's all there. I mean, you figure out the, the print. Yeah, those are kids' prints there. I was not there the day before. That day, next day. I know. Have you talked with the FBI since the last time you and I spoke? No. Okay. What all have you done for the FBI? Have you taken a polygraph? Have you been to their office? Mm -hmm. The only time I was talked to the FBI was when they were in my house. Okay. But you never taken a polygraph or anything like that. Didn't, didn't we ask you about a polygraph when I spoke with you last? I don't think we did. Well, I the Okay. Oh, that's right. You did take a polygraph of that. Good. But we need to figure this out. Yeah, you do. But you're, you're my key. You're the one that can help me, Tony. I want you to help me. If I could, I would, because it's making me look real bad. Well, yeah. Well, I'm not going to hear I'm not going to be mean or anything, but I, I, I need the truth. I need, I, 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 need, I need the truth, too. I need to find her. I need to find Kirsten. Help me find her. I 
Okay, help you. Was there somebody else involved? I can't help you on that either. I no, I didn't help anybody or help myself take this girl. How do you explain the ball? I don't. Well, I can't. You got a, let me see your arm. You have a scar on your arm. What happened there? Uh, I was picking up the toilet bowl and it cracked. When was that? Last year. Hey, hey I'm in the room. I'm Major David I'm, I'm, I'm like pretty much these guys' boss. Um, the guys have been out there kind of talking to me about the interview. Um, what do you say? Let's let's take a break for just a minute. I don't want you getting upset at us. We really are trying to get to the truth, but I don't want you getting upset with us. Get a, take a drink of water. We'll just relax for a minute, okay? And um, we'll just take a deep breath. All right. I, I know. I said smoke a cigarette. Yeah, come on, come on out with us. You're going to have to go with us though, okay? Okay. Yep, I understand. I want to make sure we don't have any juveniles out here. Hold on a second. Yeah, hold on a second. Okay. I normally don't do it. I'll let you smoke in here. I normally don't do that. Okay. Yeah. There's some kids around. Let me wait. No, go ahead, man. You're fine. I normally don't let people do this. I'm not sure it was against them. No, they're all anymore. Well, I know you're stressed, so we're going to allow it. Well, I smoke three packs a day. Do you? Half since I was 12. I, I, can't, I can't explain this. And the only thing that I'm thinking right now is, yeah, I'm being set up because we want to close this case. That's the only thing that's coming in my head right now. Seriously. Well, um, I understand what you're saying. I'm going to be honest with you. When this first stuff, the stuff first came out, um, the DNA, I, I want you to understand how it works because not everybody does this, so it wouldn't be uncommon for you not to know. Uh, the normal person that doesn't do police work doesn't know. The DNA that we got off of these pins, that was taken all the way back when it happened, okay? And it was put into a container where we could keep it indefinitely, all right? And it's been there ever since. The FBI ticket, um, when they were helping us, it was there, okay? We had what was called an unknown DNA sample. We knew that it was human DNA, we can tell that. Astra. Oh, yeah, right. We need human DNA, okay? 
and we knew it was human DNA from a male. We can know that. What we don't know, when we got it back then, we didn't know the name attached to it. We didn't know whose DNA that was, okay? When the FBI and Detective Miller went out and got those swabs, okay, got them, they got them from a bunch of people, all right? You being one of them. Then it was tested against a sample that was taken off the windowsill and off of the panties, which by the way, I don't know if they told you this or not, but also has Kirsten's DNA on it. Because little kids, they get do a little pee pee in their pants and skin marks. So her DNA's on it, your DNA's on it, and it's also on the windowsill. That was all done way back when this all happened. It's just now that the DNA um, results have come back. And I don't know if they told you this, you seem like an intelligent man, so to help you comprehend what we're talking about when we say we know this to be a fact, the number sextillion, what this is saying, if you take a one and you put 21 zeros behind it, yeah, it's, it's, it's yours. <laughs> any, anybody in the world, any scientist is going to say that that is your blood. Now, obviously when we have a case like this, we're not going to, Mr. Palmer, we're not going to lay out everything that we know and everything we have. Um, that's just not the way it works. It'd be counterproductive. Um, we're not going to do it. There's more than this, but we're going to try to get you to digest, kind of digest one thing at a time. Now, having said that, um, do we know all the circumstances surrounding what happened that night? We don't. Um, only, only God, the person who did it, and Christian probably know that. But I'm going to tell you this: we do know that Kirsten was wearing those that night. We do know that your blood's on there and her DNA's on there. And that is just an absolute fact. Right. Yeah, I understand that. And, and I tell I you, you know, just listening and talking to you, um, you know, 17, 18 years now has passed. Um, I'm going on my 25th year here. Um, I worked every case you could probably imagine, and um, so is Detective Miller, like he was telling you. Um, we're not brilliant men by any stretch of the imagination, but when it comes to this stuff, um, we're, we're pretty darn smart. And this is what it boils down to. Um, this much time can pass, and if something horrible happens in your life that you don't want to remember, you can put it in a little box and put it out here and try to keep it away from you. Um, it, it happens. Um, I've had to put horrible things that happen in my life and put it in a little box out here and just hope that it goes away and that pray that it doesn't come out. Because I've seen some, some terrible things. I can imagine. And here's what I think. And you know, what I think may not matter to you, but it's from the heart. Um, 
This is what I think. I think that you're not an evil person. I don't think you're an evil person. I've heard about your work history. Uh, you know, I know all that stuff. I know you're a dependable person, a hardworking man. I think on this one night, this one time, for whatever reason, some demon inside you, you made a mistake. The, the fact is, the fact is there. Here, here's what, here's what, how we look at it. You know, I'm about to retire. Um, you know, I, I know he told you he's got a young daughter. We want, we want to know where this baby's at. We want to know where she's at. Sure. No, I can't help you. I don't understand any of this. Can I ask you something? Sure. Why did Why did you tell your wife that that uh, the FBI had given you a polygraph and you passed? She just told us that you said that. No, I told her that John had given me a polygraph, but it was <coughs> excuse me for something altogether different for the Tristy deal. I got two polygraphs that day. So you think she just misunderstood it? Probably. Yeah, I told her the FBI was in my house. They shut my house down. Garage, shed, all that. Where, where and the only time this comes up is when she asks about it. And it's usually at the anniversary because there's newspaper people or television people are knocking on the door. Do you still live here? Do you know? Blah, blah, blah. And that's it. Who all still lives around here? That's You live there longest, right? As far as I know. Yeah. There's no one that still lives there that's there back when you were there. Well, Tony, we need your help. You have another one? Mm -hmm. I do. I smoke three packs a day. More fortunately for me. And I, I, if I could help you, I would help you. Well, but I don't like sitting in this situation. I don't, I don't like this. This don't look good for me at all. And I've, I've done research on, you know, what happened at, when you was in Walters and stuff like that. And I've listened to part of the interview, you know, here this morning. And is there a chance that maybe you blacked out and did it? That you went over there and did something? You said you said something about you don't think you sleepwalk. No. I just brought in scenarios. Okay. I mean, and that's going to be a sarcastic. Well, take a minute, bring up a good point. I mean, and from what we've read from the report that happened there in Walters, um, that was a pretty horrific deal that happened. 
and it kind of shows that it's somebody that can lose it. Well, I was or a whatever. kid that was drugs, and I still pay for that. That'll never go away. Well, what it, what it comes down to is this. You know, we've had a lot of people in this room and interviewed a lot of people about stuff similar to this, unfortunately. And there's two kinds of people we deal with. There's the people that when we prevent, pre present the evidence that we got and they know they've been um, found out, um, they stand up and take some type of responsibility and move on uh, or they deny it and to me um, that's the folks that are really evil and I just didn't get the feeling that that was you but I guess I could be wrong it wouldn't be the first time I don't I can't I can't explain it And I'm still sitting here thinking, April's full, y'all come up with April full. That's No. Well no, I'm something this serious. No, there's some there's some April full. Where 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 do you think if, if someone was to if someone the person that did do this, where would they take her and dump her at? Or if they would. Couldn't tell you. I mean, I watch all the cops shows and stuff like that, or what I do watch, and there's, there's no telling. So you bring up cop shows, so I'm sure you... My wife likes cop shows. Yeah, you've watched a lot of CFI stuff like that, yeah. so, you know, and most of the this classes and all this research and stuff I've done with, you know, missing children, where they're usually located at, they're located you know, or the suspect lives two doors down, three doors down, or in the same neighborhood. You know, so, I mean, you hit the profile, you know, your past history shows that, you know, but... That's a little strike against me. No, but like I said, people change, Tony. People change. You talk about your home life and how you grew up. I grew up with a single mom that raised nine kids by herself. And I'm about the only one out. Of, I'm about the only one out of my family that that's graduated school, that has a successful job. Uh, I, you know, people tell me you can't do that. You're a piece of crap. Yeah, and I showed them that. No, but right. It's not about anything like that. I was not sexually molested or abused. I was hated, but I found good in this. You know, he taught me some shit, and that's helped me, you know, go through my life. I know some stuff. I know carpentry, I know mechanics, you know. Yeah. I trust him to, to this day because he hated me, yeah. but... Jack of all trades. That didn't, that didn't turn me into a monster. Right. I, I was hated. Yeah, but I, I don't think you're a monster. I think this, just one time something happened, and... It went a little too far, and something had to, you know. Actually, actually, I'm in shock. Is what I am. Like I said, I am still thinking y'all gonna say, yeah, well, but this is just a. 
a joke, or not a joke, but trying to get me to say something or I'm not, I'm not here to lie. I'm not lying to you about anything. Um, like I told you from the get-go, you know, my job was to investigate this case and to go out, and I guarantee it, there were probably 30, 40 people that I went out and I got swaps from, just like you on that day. I was shocked. I don't know what to say. Well, you're Tony, you're the last person. You're the last person to touch her. You're the last person to touch her. That's her. That's her panties. You're you're the absolute last person that touched Kirsten. Um. That with other things that we have and that we know and that we've learned. Um. I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. This guy, especially, has been pushing to allow uh, him to be able to talk to you and, and try to make some sense about it and give you an opportunity to tell the truth. I was, heck, I was kind of against it to be honest with you, um, because that you don't get that kind of scientific evidence every day. That is absolutely the most. Okay. astronomical thing that you could imagine. It's about like every grain of sand on the, the whole planet Earth um, or the odds that it's not you that were the last person that touched her panties that was the last person that went through that window. The, the odds are they're incomprehensible. So is that is that the way it's going to be, Tony? Is it going to be is it going to be a deal where to till the day you die you're going to proclaim uh, uh, the innocence? Yeah. Well, I can tell you I can tell you this. Well, that's fair enough. I'm not going to argue with you or get into a battle with you. Um, I can tell you this. Um, Everything that we were going to do here today, and everything that you were going to tell us, is going to go into a report. Um, it could either be a report saying that um, he manned up and had some remorse, or it can be that it's that evil person that we were afraid of. And that's up to you. That is told that ball is totally in your court. But it's going to read one way or another, and that's up to you because it goes from us. To the district attorney and then to the court, so it can it can read how you want. But giving you this opportunity, that was this gentleman's idea, and and I gave him that opportunity, and I'll be able to go home and sleep tight tonight, knowing that I gave you that shot. And if you don't want to take that shot, then that's fine. Um, I, I can't force you to, Tony. All, all we want is the truth, and all, all we want is to, to finally be able to let a mother bury her child. That's what we want, properly.
we wanted to be able we wanted to be able to hear I know you always think I'm guilty, but I know I'm not. So I don't, I don't know what else to tell you. Tony, I'm, I'm still in shock. I, don't, I, I know you're in shock. Because, because it's been 17 years and you thought it was over. That's why you're in shock. No, what I'm in shock about is you got my blood? Yeah. How's that possible? I, I can't tell you that, but I can tell you that it is absolute. It is absolute. There is no maybe. There is no. There's a possibility. It is absolutely 100 percent. Hey, uh, do you want to? Take a break. Give him some time to think about what we talked about. Do, do you have any more? Do you have any more sh to smoke? Not yet. Go ahead. Go ahead and smoke for a minute. Let us go out here and talk. Once you get your head together, we'll give you one more opportunity to to think about what I just said. Okay.
ask you again. Where's she at? Archangel. Okay, I want you to understand too, and you probably already know this, you're not leaving this room today. No, you're still not. And you understand that it's probably going to be quite a while that you're going to spend in jail. Just because we don't have a body doesn't mean that we're not going to be able to charge you with anything. I've got that. enough evidence against you. But, so, go ahead. So there's an arrest warrant in that bill signed by a judge, and it's for murder. And judges don't sign that unless there's probable cause. And to be fair to you, okay, to be fair to you, um, you're not going anywhere. You're you're being charged with murder. And here's the deal I want you to remember. Um, right now, we're interviewing every one of your family members. You can probably hear it in the next room. We're already at your house. We will have backhoes, ground penetrating sonar, cadaver dogs, the whole nine yards. Who was laughing about that yesterday? What's so funny about that? that did y'all ever, ever go in our backyard where I got dogs and cats and hats everywhere in that backyard? <coughs> I don't know what the hell he was laughing about that. We was watching something on TV. Like where you bury them? Or animals, yeah. Well, well, so we're not going to find, and, and this is your opportunity because, I mean, you ain't going to find Kirsten Hatfield in my backyard. Or on your property anywhere. No. Where do I find her? I don't know. Did you black out and you took her somewhere and dumped her? I didn't get her. Who did? Well, what we're going to do is we're just going to, we're going to leave it with, um, you're that person that has no remorse, and that's the way the report's going to read. Yeah. Because what I'm seeing from you is you could care less if we ever find her, and yeah, I did. you yeah. could care less. Just push it right out for me. Turn around for me. Put your hand on your back. Under arrest for murder, kidnapped Kirsten Hatfield. 